Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 43. I'm Francis Rose. I'm Robert Shea. One of the things that people don't know about the behind the scenes of this podcast is that there is a person who's been here for every single episode of this podcast and has never been on the podcast before today. No, I was on. I was on last year. You were? For the last report we did for this. Yeah. I don't remember that. <laughs> well, Uh-oh. We, the good news is you can go right now. To well, and, and listen to it. Well, that's fantastic. It's, very, it's a very insightful episode. Well, okay. And, and <laughs> nice work. Thanks. Well, you know. Welcome back, Adam. Thank you. Adam Hughes of Grant Thornton is here, and uh, Jim Harper also joining us. Jim, uh, joining us remotely, our first remote FedHeads guest ever, I guess, unless I forgot <laughs> about somebody. Um, no, I was on remotely once before. <laughs> See? <laughs> See? Of course. Of course you were. Oh. Is this where we start over? No. No. no this I is think, great. I think no, this is of course great. not. We judge the guests by their smart aleckness, and Jim is at the top <laughs> he's gonna, of the list. He's going to be great. Right. As long as it's smart aleckness toward me, right? That's all you care No, no, no. About. I'm good. I'm, okay. good. I'm open. I'm fair game. No, that's, that's true. Um, the state of the union of data is what we're talking about today. That's right. It's a report we've done periodically with the data Foundation. Foundation. Yep. Um, where we generally, you know, want to judge the uh, status of efforts to make sure the American people have access to the data their government uh, produces, collects, buys. Um, so uh, we're looking forward to the release of this uh, most recent edition of that report. Jim, thanks for joining us from uh, the great state of New Hampshire is where you are, if I, uh, yes, I am told yes, correct. I am. Um, big fan of New Hampshire, and we can talk about that after the podcast because I don't think anybody else in the universe cares about uh, that. But what's what is the state of the union of open data? And you're not allowed to say that it's strong. Well, the Data Foundation, uh, for the third year in a row now, has assessed uh, how things are going in in the world of open data. That is, uh, our data standards being promulgated. Are people sharing, mostly with reference to government agencies, but others too, are they sharing data? And this year, especially, the report emphasized on whether data is being put to use. That is, is it being used to create new insights, to make better database decisions and that kind of thing? And the fascinating thing that, we, that came out of this study is that, indeed, the state of the union of open data is good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Is that your takeaway, Adam, from the report? Yes. I think the thing Jim mentioned about usage is particularly important and what differentiates this report from the previous two. Um, you know, one, uh, the, the open data started uh, a, a while ago, and government has been a little late to adopt it. Um, and it's, I think one of the things that's been, that's been hard to do is to convince people why it's important uh, in government. Um, and I think that's the thing that we are seeing that's really changed this time um, is that there's a uh, – I don't want to call it a tipping point because I don't necessarily like that analogy. But there's a, a kind of a groundswell in federal agencies, particularly at the manager level and above who are running programs, that they really are looking now to their own data to try to get insights. And also what other data the government has that can help them to make better decisions about how to run their programs. That's not something we've seen in the two previous reports. And 
when I got started working in this area uh, around 2004 was totally non-existent in mm-hmm. government. People had no idea why you'd even want to do this. There was a, a, a tremendous resistance to doing it in the first place. Um, this report shows a lot of progress in that area uh, on the federal government side in particular. Um, I think you can also look to some of the examples in the report at the state level uh, where they've really been leading the way uh, for governments. They've done a lot more work in some instances uh, on using and putting to use open data, not just for management decisions internally, but for public use uh, externally, which really helps um, the broader community understand why open data is important. So you talk, you said this is much more common at the executive level. Is it seeping down? Are people at like the program management level in agencies using data to make decisions, or is it still is that still a work in progress? I think I think it is. The you know the the scope of the federal government is huge, sure. so it's hard to really give sure. a, a comprehensive answer to that. Um, but I think one of the things you're seeing as uh, the role of chief data officers becomes a little more common. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's smaller communities within the government that are starting to share information, not about the data itself, but about what are best practices in open data. Certainly a lot of progress was made during the Obama administration, and that's been carried on in the Trump administrations. I think it's one of the... Beginning in the Bush administration. One of, Indeed, beginning in the Bush administration, the second How would Bush you administration. know? <laughs> um, when I was there... <laughs> But I, but I think the, Thanks, Pappy. that's one of the ways that we can judge, uh, you know, whether these sorts of efforts, you know, Jim talked about standardizing first, and that's, you know, that's Arcana. That's what we do on FedHeads yeah. here. But um, that's important because the usage of it becomes so much easier afterwards. You don't have to worry about understanding the metadata that goes with data sets. You, you, you can just jump in and start looking at it and, and gaining insights from it right away at the program manager level. Jim, the report talks a little bit about the progress improving data integrity, but there have been some devastating reports about the data that's currently available on USA spending and and other sources uh, doesn't really adequately represent, um, accurately represent what the government's spending and where. uh, Tell us about the state of play with respect to the quality of data that has been made more available. That's one of the interesting um, uh, sort of recursive benefits of open data is that if you've got if you've got closed data, there aren't a lot of eyeballs on it, not a lot of opportunity to learn about errors and correct them. Open data naturally informs the the data holder where there are anomalies and where there are problems. And if there's a good channel from the data publisher, data holder out to the uh, back to the data holder from the the user community um, those relationships will help improve the data that now that creates work if you if you've got a bad data set and you open it up you might actually find yourself under an avalanche of concerns and complaints but going forward i think the thing to do is step up and, and face that down embrace it and open your data take take information that's responsive to the data and see what you need to fix see what you need to how you need to change your processes to improve the, the data flow. So that's a, that's a fascinating sort of meta benefit of opening data is that it, it opens a big avenue for improvement of your data and fixing those data quality problems, which do exist, but they definitely can be overcome. And you're better off opening your data and facing that than um, keeping your data closed and trying to work internally with bad data. So. Jim, what about this report surprised you or made you think I wasn't expecting that or maybe confirmed uh, an idea or a concept that you already had? 
I'll say it wasn't quite surprise, but um, you know, so much of our, the discourse these days is dominated by the top level of the administration that I wondered coming in if we might find retrenchment in open data because there are a lot of areas where the current administration is backtracking or um, you know casting a lot of negative aspersions around government and even internationally. So very what's going delicately on? Put. Very delicately. A lot of language was going through my head. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was wondering, so is this is this going to be a dynamic that we see reflected uh, in the open data world right now? And I think uh, it, it is not reflected in that world. Indeed, the, the, the world of open data has a life of its own. It's taking off. Um, again, if, I think I think that's right. The tipping point is not the right way to think about it. But the, the uh, report kind of talks in terms of the of the technology adoption curve. And it, you know, it it's you can't place open data on the technology adoption curve with any precision. It's on the curve. And you can see that that things are, are moving up. And even though there are these sort of negative winds around, the people who are working on it, the people who are in the business of opening government data are doing it and they're feeling more optimistic and they see that the data is being taken up by and, and put to use and um you know, being disseminated by non-governmental actors. One of the interesting things, in addition to that sort of high-level uh, notion, is the recognition among some in agencies that they can put out the data uh, through a website, and that is their best guess about how consumers want to see it. But if they see themselves as data publishers, they can do their website, but the downstream users will produce dozens or hundreds, perhaps even thousands, of different ways for, for the public to consume that data. So if they see their role as data publisher as opposed to producer of end, end uh, um, reports, data publishers uh, allow manifold uses of data by a lot of different uh, private entities and nonprofits. So there's, that's, a, that's a neat um, element of uh, data use that, that came out in the report. Adam, you and I spent a lot of time talking about the Foundations for Evidence-Based Policy Act. I, yep. The reminder, oh, here we go with this a, again. <laughs> I was a member of the Commission here we on go Evidence-Based Policy Making. Mr. Commissioner. Which uh, made some recommendations to improve the evidence we have and its use in policy making. A major part of legislation that's before the President for signature, which I hope he'll sign, is a bill that would do two things related to data, and, uh, among other things. One, create chief data officers in every agency the responsibility uh, um, to uh, sort of marshal data collection and use efforts. Create them, but also standardize a little bit more their role, right? One, of the, thing, right. one of the problems we've had the last couple of years in governments is they, you have more chief data officers, and their, their responsibilities vary drastically between different agencies. It um, also creates the presumption that data in the custody of agencies will be released absent some other countervailing reason. So it kind of flips FOIA on its head, yes, which so, is very important. So, yeah, we'll t- talk about that. Is that a good thing? What do we anticipate the impact of these things? Should the president sign them be on open the state of open data? So that we we cover that in the report a little bit. Um, I, I think that's that's kind of another piece that's building this momentum a little bit more. That um, as the the support around open data and usage around that data increases, um, the structures around it within government are being standardized. So we're getting uh, a more kind of comprehensive role for chief data officers that's 
that uh, has a stamp of approval. Um, the, the thing you mentioned about um, making a presumption that data should be open and public um, is, so, is something that I think will take some more time to get really broad uh, acceptance within agencies. Um, the mentality right now is so much that um, we need to make sure we don't put out something public so we don't screw up, um, rather than the information should be public by default. Um, and, and the Freedom of Information Act FOIA is one of the things that does this. FOIA says that, uh, that uh, citizens and others can request data from the government to be released, um, but basically assumes that that information is not by default public. Um, it, this also goes back to something Jim was talking about earlier that I was going to mention, the idea that uh, we should make sure our data is perfect before we put it out. That was a huge obstacle, uh, and probably still is today, but it was a huge obstacle um, in the Bush administration and after, not at the administration level, but at maybe at the smaller data set level. People thought they, if there was any mistake in their data set, they would get hung out to dry for it. Um, when in fact, pushing, you know, slap a beta tag on your website, to put a disclaimer on it up front that says this data is not perfect and we need your help to make it better. Mm -hmm. And then let's crowdsource this across those communities and interested individuals that Jim was referencing to get better, you know, more eyes, many, many hands make light, light work. So more eyes on the data, you're going to be able to improve it much faster than sitting in an office with a group and trying to make it perfect. But I understand the hesitance of people who think their data has to be perfect because I remember when the Recovery Act data was first published, there was a huge firestorm in one certain section of the media because this information said that there were 16 congressional districts in Maryland because somebody accidentally listed them twice, and people went crazy Correct. and used that as a wedge to say, well, this is why the whole Recovery Act thing is invalid and is ridiculous and we shouldn't do it, when, in fact, maybe it's different in 2000 in 2019 compared to 2009. Much more rational now. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> the, the discourse in this town is much, much better than it was 10 years ago. But, I mean, but that's kind of what I'm getting at, yeah. though, Adam, is this is the reason why people in the agencies were hesitant for so long. Certainly. And no, and I, and right? I understand that as well, absolutely. And, and I guess what I'm asking in a roundabout way is, are we really better off in that area than we were 10 years ago, or do people still have reason to be hesitant about putting stuff out there and worrying that somebody who doesn't happen to agree with what they're trying to accomplish might freak out about it uh can i i'm gonna i'm gonna call a friend i'm gonna ask jim to answer <laughs> no that's uh, fine. um i i'd love to hear his thoughts after i think i think that it's it definitely is still a concern particularly with high profile stuff like you're talking about or if uh if someone has a particular keen interest in an area and really latches onto a mistake or a data error um, that's certainly still, and, and maybe in many ways it's a lot worse with social media and the, the ability for these things to go viral, even if they're not correct. Um, but I would, I would encourage uh, federal employees, I used to be a federal employee, I would encourage them not to pay attention to that. You want to focus on the mission that your program is trying to achieve and the ways that data can help move that mission forward. You're going to get that noise no matter what. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's an internal agency review. Maybe yeah. it's something that goes to OMB or GAO, or maybe it's public. Um, but if you're trying to move your program forward with the data, you're going to have far better results despite that noise than you would otherwise anyway. Jim, we just have a couple of minutes left. What should people know about this report that we haven't covered already? Well, I think it's a it's a 
a fun report to to read through to gather what um, how people are thinking about open data these days. The Data Foundation, um, who, for whom I worked in producing this report, is doing a lot of great work to bring people together to talk about open data, uh, to to uh, explore many new directions for open data, and that's an important part of the latter part of the report is all the things that people working in open data see as possibilities, uh, what's yet to come. So we, we know a lot, there's a lot going on, but there are so many new dimensions and directions to go with with open data. Uh, people who are, are up to their, you know, up to their armpits in data see the opportunity not just to make the program work well, not just to report back the results and really complete that that wonderful cycle from, you know, budgeting to appropriating to spending, uh, to, to implementation, to results, not just that stuff, which would be great to have a, a complete data set reflecting all of it, but this vision of what else you can do, how government programs are integral to society. Now, I'm seeing more through data. I think there's some real visionaries out there working, and we, we captured some of their material in the report. Jim, uh, thanks very much for being our first remote guest from New Hampshire. I don't know where in New Hampshire you are, but if you get up to Lincoln, tell the bears at Clark's Trading Post that I said hello. Consider it done. All right. Thank you very much. And Adam, <laughs> thanks for coming back to Fed Heads. I, I wouldn't have missed it. It was so much fun. Thanks for oh, this. Oh, and thank you, Robert. Yeah. Great to be here. Thank you both for being here. It's, uh, our partnership with the Data Foundation is tremendous. You didn't make me call you commissioner. No, no I know you meant it. It's in your heart. <laughs> oh, dear. Thanks for listening to the Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.